Hello everyone and welcome to the pilot episode of the Josh Talks Ball podcast. Today I'm joined by my good friend and football fan also, Josh. Yo, nice to be here. Um, now Josh, I don't mean to put you on the spot so early, but um, I've got to go to you. As a Chelsea fan, what would you make of the headline game for game week two last night against Tottenham? You know, it might be a bit of bias, but I think we had that in the bag. Like We dominated the whole game. Um, the big last 30 minutes, um, it was a bit of half-half, bit of end-to-end stuff, but um, in the end, we had more passes, the passing accuracy, we had more shots. I think it was just in the end that we didn't have the shots on target that we needed. It kept going over the bar, going too far wide. And that's what got us to the draw instead of winning. Yeah, um, I think some of the tactical changes were very good from Tuchel. Um, he moved Rhys James back into his natural position, yeah. started getting on the ball more, and hence why he scored that goal. Um, to, um, Azpilicueta went in, moved into centre-back. Gallagher got his, his debut for Chelsea as well. Um, there's a lo- there's a lot to make of that game, but um, the common talking point between um, and amongst football fans is the obviously the coaches and the fi- the fiery the fiery rivalry between Conte yeah. and Tuchel. What did you, what did you think of that? Uh, honestly, I loved it. I loved it. Um, as bad as, as it is, you know, people fighting, people being violent with each other. Um, in football, you need that. You know, you need a bit of passion. And when you see it with the managers, you really see like as a club. You know, they're all feeling that together, and it comes through with like the manager. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was really interesting. Like Richarl- Richarlison came on, and you could see that the Spurs press was um it was definitely stronger, and um, Chelsea were um definitely playing a bit deeper, and they, they were sitting in a bit more. But they had that goal advantage, and they had the they had the um ability to do that. Yeah. Um, Raheem Sterling. Um, I didn't watch much of him last week, but he definitely looked um in sync with the squad yesterday. Yeah. Um, I saw from his preseason matches, he's kind of. He hit the ground running, basically, um, and he, he's shown form from the get-go, and you know, I can see him scoring 20-plus goals for us this year. Really? Yeah, definitely. What, do you think he's, he's going to be playing in that nine role? Because obviously Lukaku and Werner aren't there anymore. But um, you- I reckon for the majority of the, the start of the season, he will be um, when he's starting, and I reckon until the, the winter... Um, um, the January the tra- window? January window, sorry, yeah. Um, He'll stay in the middle, and then um, when they get someone new, they'll push someone out, and they'll push him into the wings. Yeah, well, they've got options. Um, I saw this morning that they've made a bid for Anthony Gordon, which caught me by surprise. Forty million knockback. How do you feel about that? I don't think we should be spending any more than that um, on someone from Everton. You know, hasn't got much of a reputation so far because he's still so young, um, but he has a better potential. But um, I think forty mil is already too much and if they go any higher it's just a waste of money yeah I tend to agree with that Um, but you, like, you've got many options up front as much as in my opinion the Chelsea attack doesn't look very flary like you've got Havertz you've got Sterling you've obviously got other players like Ziyech and Pulisic and mm. well Mount's playing up front he's playing in that front three as well but to me, there's no goal getter there. Like you've got, a, you've got Amanda Brozier on the bench, who's a natural number nine, and to me, he should be starting with Raheem on the left or the right because he can play either side. But I don't know. Um, thoughts on that? Do you reckon? Is there any number nine in particular you reckon Chelsea should bring in? I don't reckon that um, Chelsea needs to sign any new and number nines. Um, I reckon with having Brozier back from Southampton, um, the way he performed at Southampton last year on loan, um, he kind of proved himself that he can play in that role. And with his physique and his, his body, he's able to play in that system that Tuchel's made. And, uh, yeah, I reckon he'll be number nine, number nine for the club. Yeah, I agree. Like, many people think, obviously, like, you, you've got Lukaku back next season. Obviously, we'll see what he does at into this season. But, um, yeah, I'd, I'd tend to agree with that. Um, into the other game last night, um, Forrest-West Ham. Forrest's first home game in the Premier League for 23 years. Mm. It was um, 
the atmosphere was popping over at Nottingham. Yeah, definitely. At, at having a home game, you know, got the crowd behind you. Um, and it was great for them when they came away with the win. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it was it was good. Um, they've made some very, very good signings. They obviously got Lingard on a free, which as as a Manchester United fan, um, I hope he does well there. Yeah. But um, Dean Henderson as well. He played well last night. Um, they got really unlucky though, West Ham. They had three shots that hit the woodwork. Um, obviously, they had the disallowed goal for the Mikel Antonio Fowler. What are your thoughts on that? Um, honestly, I, I, I'm, I can vouch for the refs there. Um, I believe that, yeah, it was a foul because he's moved with the defender. He's kind of run, changed his direction towards the defender and it's caught, kind of, um, you know, blocked the defender and given Declan Rice more time to pass it off or even go for the shot if he wanted to. Yeah, I agree. Like, it may have not actually directly impacted the play, but it, it definitely impacted the structure of the defensive line. Definitely. So, um, yeah, there was, there was another few um, individual performances I was very, that caught my eye. Um, the likes of Nico Williams from Liverpool. Yeah. He's obviously signed a permanent there this season, and um, he looks very, very comfortable in that wing-back role, creating many chances. What What do you feel about that? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, he feels very comfortable, as you say, um, playing that playing that right wing-back role, um, able to move up on the wings, you know, set up plays, get assists, maybe even going for goals. But, um, yeah, being able to move around on the field on the wings there. Yeah, no, um, they, they, they look definitely look very threatening. That new striker that everyone's talking about from Belgium, um, I f- can't quite remember his name. Awanyemi or the guy that. Awanyemi. Yeah, 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 yeah. He um he was very good. Um, obviously he scored that the scrappy rebound goal off off Lingard's um yeah. off Lingard's shot on goal. Um, yeah, but Forrest definitely got the rub of the green last night, and obviously Dean Henderson, amazing penalty save. He's been renowned for that. He um he famously saved. I think it was Riyad Mahrez's penalty when he was at Sheffield. Yeah. And um. Yeah, they definitely got a good goalkeeper there. Yeah, definitely. He's got a bit of experience playing for Man United, playing big games for them. And um, yeah, I reckon um, with the with the one year goal, I reckon um, although it was kind of lucky, kind of bounced off his knee, it was his placement and being there that kind of allowed him, them to score. Um, and just kind of constantly pressuring the the um, defenders and the goalkeeper allowed them to score. Yeah, the off the ball movement was very good from him. Um, yeah, I think Dean Henderson needed that move though because he he, he wants it, he wants that England call up for Qatar. He needs some game time in United. We'll get into that later, but he's not getting game time there as much as I reckon he should have been getting game time. Definitely. But um, yeah, whilst we're on the topic of United, why don't we? Why don't we get stuck into this absolute abysmal performance against Brentford? Oh, the club, mate. The club. Mate. Oh, it's 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 not good. It's not looking good for us at the moment. Um, four goals in thirty-five minutes to yeah. Brentford. As much as Brentford. All applause to Brentford. They capitalise on their chances. They only had thirty three percent possession. Yeah, like that. Much. That is just that is just not good for United. Yeah, against like a top six club. Even though you know nowadays they're not considered that because of how how bad they've been going lately. Um, you know, like they should be doing better. Oh, oh, of course. And um, I honestly don't think you can blame someone like Ten Hag here. Like, uh, it was. Uh, it's it's gone too far now. Like. Oh, like honestly, the, they've got no number six. They're playing with a midfield three of Ericsson, Bruno, and Fred. Yeah. Where, where's Where's the defensive element there? In my opinion, well, well, they're, they're playing a double pivot. They're playing with Ericsson and Fred, and they're playing Ericsson as a six. Mm. He's a ten or an eight. Like I, I don't get it personally. Um, they just played into Brentford's palm. Like they could get. They kept, tried to play out of the back, and they just kept getting caught in the Brentford press. Yeah. And to me, it's just, I don't know, like, 
we can talk all we want about the Glazers. We can talk all we want about the owners and, you know, who wants to purchase the football club. And we can talk about everything administration-wise because that's as just as bad as our on-field performances. We've got no sporting director. But those players, man, like some, some of them are just so, so poor, so subpar, so sub-Man United standard. Yeah. Like as an outsider, I don't, I don't know what your thoughts are, but to me as, as a fan, just it's – it's it's just poor. It's poor form. Like I, I genuinely cannot put put it into words. How do you like? I don't know. What are your thoughts? Well, I, I saw this on um a couple of posts. I saw um that you know like Man City and Liverpool. What they did, they did a complete transfer takeover. They signed heaps of new players. They signed a new manager, and once they got new system going, playing how they wanted to play instead of just making slight changes, they were able to you know take over the league basically and win win that league. Yeah, well they 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 did sack Ranić from going into the administration role which was originally planned for the club. And you could clearly see what he was trying to say and the owners are just trying to get him out of the club because he's publicly exposing them. Yeah. Their, their regime and what they're trying to do with the club is not in line with what Ranić wanted. Even though Ranić only wanted the best for the club, mm. he came out publicly and said six, seven, eight, nine, or ten players. Even yeah. it's an, it's he described it as open heart surgery. That's what Manchester United needed. Yeah, and like I've got I've got some points here about the Glazers, and not not many people know the Glazer family. They're originally from Tampa, and they own Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the NFL franchise, and they pulled out five hundred and twenty five million pounds in a loan in order to purchase Manchester United back in 2005. They, they owned 98% of the club then. Um, there was protests going on from the day they purchased the club and extreme protests, especially outside Old Trafford, from 2010 onwards with the Glazers out and back to green and gold, etc. Um, there was 200 million. So they obviously the debt accrued. And it, by 2018, it was over $1 billion. Pounds, Jesus. one billion pounds of debt, as Gary Neville said on on um, Soccer Saturday. A lot of news has come out this week about um, ownership of the club, and um, Michael Knighton. He's obviously put his hat in the ring, and he's asked the likes of um, Sir Jim Ratcliffe to help him in investing and taking over the Glazers at the club. But the likes, the Glazers, just they they treat it as a business. They don't invest any of their own money. It's the money that they actually make in dividends. They just put back into the club it's not out of their own pockets the likes of as we know Roman Abramovich Todd yeah. Bowley even they're pulling out of their own pockets to pay for players like he's Todd Bowley despite losing how many players at Chelsea this summer Rudiger on a free Marcus Alonso looks to go to Barcelona at the yeah. moment Christensen going to Barcelona yeah literally he's pulling out of his own pocket to sign the likes of Sterling Cucurella Koulibaly he had a fantastic game yeah. last night as well uh, volley oh my Oh, what 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 a finish! Oh, off his right foot, his left foot. He had an earlier shot off his left foot, and you know it didn't pay off. It only went a little bit wide, but um, we got to see a bit of his right foot in that volley in the corner. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, yeah, the the signings that some of these clubs are making is what is correctly done by football ownership. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it's going to take to get the Glazers out, but I hope Jim Sir Jim Ratcliffe is listening to the likes of Michael Knight, and hopefully the club has new ownership soon. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's so much merry-go-round with the club at the moment with Adrian Rabio. Don't even get me started on him. Um, and Marco Arnautovic, like, 
how the standards have fallen from that club. Exactly. Um, let's rewind it back and start with the first game of the weekend with Aston Villa and Everton. Um, what did you make of that game? Oh, it was your typical boring start of the week match, you know. I like to have like a big start of the week, but, you know, it wasn't very exciting. Um, there wasn't a lot of big name players playing because Everton's, they, they've lost their depth, really. Yeah, um, I, I, I do agree, yeah. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's a bit of a, a bit of a scramble, you know, end-to-end kind of stuff, box-to-box. Yeah, like, when I was, when I was overviewing the game, the fact that Villa got away with a 2-1 win, you see some of the players on that team sheet. You got the likes of Diego Carlos, who came in from Sevilla in the summer. Bubakar Kamara, who United were linked with. I wish we got him to personally, but um, Leon Bailey came on, didn't impact much. Ollie Watkins, Danny Ings, Coutinho, they signed him on a permanent from Barcelona. Um, yeah, there, there wasn't there wasn't much going in that game, personally. I, I, I tended to um, get a little bit, you know, it was more backward and forth and a midfield battle. Um, for the 9.30 kickoff, especially in, in Australia, um, I like to see the I like to see a big powerhouse game, mm. but um yeah Everton's options are, oh my god they lost Richarlison and they go get Dwight McNeil like really <laughs> like I don't know um, that Onana though he looked very very good even yeah. though he um gave the chance for the second Villa goal yeah he he's he looks good very very strong he's only twenty years old coming from France I think it was Lille he signed from um did you did you see much of him on the weekend. Um, no, I had more of a focus. Um, I definitely saw, um, a bit of Danny Ings, you know, um, playing out of his skin, really. Oh, what a goal. Yeah, that nice turn around the defender and then smacking it just left to the keeper. It was amazing. Yeah, it reminds me of his, um, his final season at Southampton before yeah. he moved off to Aston Villa. Um, yeah, when, um, Villa started making changes, um, they started to look a lot more dangerous, I, I, I thought. Um, obviously Watkins got his two assists and, um... Yeah, they were just they were, Everton were throwing their entire team forward and to try and get that equaliser, and then they got caught out. Um, Villa obviously capitalising. Young manager Steven Gerrard, Lampard and Gerrard in the dugouts. That's something. That's a sight to see. Was, we're used to seeing them as players, but yeah, and, um, yeah. I, I wish them both the best in their managerial career. Um, the twelve o'clock kickoff. There was a couple games on at that time, but um, I'll get into the City game first. Um, yeah. We didn't expect anything more, anything less. They just. They sat in second gear and they just blew them off the park. Yeah, City playing like City, just a normal dominating team. Yeah, every and single time. they didn't even have their full, like, well, they definitely did have a full strength squad, but they still had options on the bench. Bernardo Silva, Jack Grealish. Yeah, uh, Julie, Julian Alvarez didn't even do much because obviously Haaland. But um, yeah, the one thing I noticed from that game is Kevin De Bruyne. Wow. <laughs> he, he, is genu- <laughs> he is a freak. That, that man. I'll I'll say it right now. He's the best midfielder in world football. He is he is a sight, man. That that goal that he scored was so so filthy. It was, it was so smooth as well. He, no effort. Either. It was effortless. <laughs> he just he just shrugged him with the shoulder, hit him on the outside of his foot, and into the bottom corner. Bournemouth keeper had no chance. Um, yeah. <laughs> obviously that assist for Foden as well. Just just plucked that pass out of thin air, yeah. sent him in, and if he didn't finish that, I don't know. Like he 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 had to finish that goal. Yeah. Um, yeah, many people thought going into the season that, um, Jack Grealish would have that left wing spot, especially with the likes of Sterling leaving and, but Foden, he looked good. Like he looked yeah. really, really good. What do you, like, how, how do you think Jack Grealish could get into this side? Personally, I, I don't think 
they should have bought him. Like he he's made no impact really. Um, especially with last season and the start of this season, like they've got so many other options, so many other better options that they don't need to use him. He's basically just a he just a, like a hundred mil bench warmer basically. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of games in the season. They've got all the cup competitions they're playing in. Obviously, the Champions League, FA Cup, Carabao Cup. There'll be games for him definitely, but it's it's a matter of. Obviously, the reason Sterling left is because he couldn't get guaranteed week in, week out game time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where Grealish fits in this system because he is a good player. Like, don't get me wrong. He he's going. He has to go to Qatar with England personally. But yeah, yeah. Um, hundred hundred million for someone that's just going to be rotated just yeah. doesn't. Obviously, it's Man City in it. Like they're just gonna they're gonna do what they, they're gonna do. They're just gonna throw money, do what they want. But um. Yeah, there was, an, there was another few um, talking points. We touched on Bernardo Silva earlier, but Gundogan, he's yeah. taken his spot and he's looking really, really good. Yeah, he's flying under the radar. Like last season, you know, he was getting his goals and assists. Um, not a big a big stat, but the fact that he's able to every now and again, you know, put in a goal every now and again. Yeah, of course. He came clutch on um, the last game week. Scored yeah, that winner against Villa. The winner. Yeah, um, but the season before that, he was really shining. He was the actually he was actually the top goal scorer for City the season before. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. From midfield, he's the top goal scorer. I think he. I don't know how many he got, but that's the way City play. Like everyone chips in. Foden will get nine yeah. or ten. Sterling used to get about 12, 11, th- like eleven, twelve, thirteen. De Bruyne got a couple. Gundogan got a couple. Silva, obviously, their options were endless. Yeah, but um. I think he's really solidifying that eight spot where yeah. they're playing the double eight with De Bruyne and Gundogan. He's getting forward well. He's obviously creating good combinations like Haaland. Is, oh, he's, he's sitting in well with that team, isn't he? Yeah, he's from the first match week, he's, he was like, yep, this is my club now. And he's just... Yeah. Following his dad's footsteps, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, um, I think the only thing that might um, stop Haaland is if um, Roy Keane decides to put on a Me United shirt. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Um, yeah, he got obviously... Got assist on his first assist on the board for the club on the weekend. Well, he back to the defenders, played the pass off. Gundogan had to finish it, but um, everyone sees him as that, as that goal scorer. But I think he's settling in well to that Pep side. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, the next game, former Man City player actually, Gabriel Jesus. Oh. Wow, what a performance! Everyone, <laughs> a lot of um, a lot of reactionary fans were writing him off after game week one. No goal involvements in the first game week, but um. You saw his heat maps and you can see where he's picking up the ball and the chances he's creating and didn't he show against Leicester? Yeah, oh my. Like, um, overall, Arsenal dominated completely, having like triple the shots on target, triple the shots, um, holding way more possession and um, Jesus just, you know, being clinical with those, those positions and being able to get away with two goals there. Yeah, I think it showed that Leicester haven't really recruited at all. You know, they're the only club, I think they might have signed someone this week, but before him, they were the only club in Europe's top five leagues to have not made a signing. Yeah, a bit ghost. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, they've they've had a few players leave. Obviously, their captain and starting goalkeeper Kasper Schmeichel's left. That's a big loss, that yeah, one. Yeah, big loss. Obviously, and there's other clubs coming in for their players. Obviously, um, Newcastle got a bid rejected for James Madison. Yeah. And um, obviously, Chelsea going for Fafana. 70 million. Bit steep for him, I reckon. But, um, yeah, they were on the ropes defensively. I don't know, just... It didn't look like the Leicester of old. It was it was either that or Arsenal are just on another level this season because of Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Both the Gabbies combining um, Martinelli's two from two this season. Yeah. And obviously Gabriel Jesus two goals two assists could not fault him man of the match. <laughs> um, any other points you've picked up from that game? Um, I think just Leicester they need to you know 
they need to make a new signing, you know, have a makeover because, you know, going from the team they had for the past couple of years, you know, it's just not going to work because the team's, the Premier League is constantly evolving, you know, new football tactics, new strategies, and they're just playing with the same same team and it's just going to become ancient soon. Yeah, I do agree. They've got some good youngsters in there, like the likes of Drewsbury Hall. Obviously, James Madison's still relatively young. Wesley Fofana, they're trying, they're trying the new goalkeeper, Joel Ward. No, not sorry, Joel Ward. It's... um. I think it's Sammy Ward. I don't, I don't know exactly. Anyway, they're rotating between him and that Iverson. We never heard of him until this season, until obviously they sold Casper Schmeichel. But um, yeah, yeah um, I'm unpopular opinion, but I reckon Brendan Rodgers could be the first manager sacked this season. Yeah. I don't know. Like, no manager seems very unstable. Obviously, you've got the likes of Scott Parker at Bournemouth and um, that Forest manager. He seems to be doing his thing last night. Obviously, he, they brought in two more signings t- today, I saw. Um, Neil Morpay from Brighton. Yeah. yeah, he's he's come in and he's um, he's taken the he's taken the um maybe potentially the number nine give a bit of competition for a one year is that is that a one year yeah. yeah a one year yeah bit of competition for him, um, speaking of Brighton strikers we'll get into the Brighton game, um Jeez. despite it being nil all it was very very action packed yeah um, a lot of a lot of chances for Brighton um Newcastle were predicted to do very well best of the rest for me. Coming yeah. in around that seventh, eighth position, position yeah. kind of that West Ham kind of club, um, yeah, they they played very well. Have you got Have you got any stats for us on that game? Um, so yeah, the, I think the possession was fifty five forty five. Um, Pretty even going yeah. Brighton's way. Yeah. Um, with Brighton having um six shots on target, with three of those being big chances as well. Um, against Newcastle's nothing really. Um, yeah. No. Um, Crazy, like they lost their two best players in in Cucurella to Chelsea and yeah. Basuma to Tottenham, but they 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 still very very resilient. Graham yeah. Potter, very very good manager. Yeah. I think he might um maybe if something happens to Southgate, I reckon he could be the next England manager personally. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah they they're very very good. Um, they've made a lot of money off transfers this summer. <laughs> I think they need to bring someone in yeah. a number nine because the amount of chances they create through their wing backs is um. It's very, very, it's very good. Their XG, um, in previous seasons, everyone's seen the the stats that um they're ve- they're a very, very good side. Yeah. Um, they just need that someone up front who can get the bottom corner or top corner wherever they are, being able to turn the defenders. Yeah, of course. I don't think Danny Welbeck's that guy. Um, he's yeah. obviously aging a little bit, and now they've sold Neil Marpai. Yeah. Off to off to Nottingham. Um, they I think they need to go bring someone in. I don't know who exactly, but um, yeah, that is definitely a problem. But Newcastle. Shocking. I don't know. Just for me, that obviously the, the, the defensive scramble is what kept them in the game. Nick Pope's, yeah. I think it was Nick Pope's debut for the club. Yeah. Uh, he played very well. Um, Trippier was, he was not playing too well. He kept slipping up, letting players around him yeah. um, on the wing. So, yeah. I know a lot of people had them in his fa- in their fantasy and um, <laughs> didn't get many points. But um, obviously he kept the clean sheet, which is which is good. But um, obviously he's on set pieces and he's a good asset for FPL. But we'll get into that later. Um the next game for the weekend was um, Wolves and Fulham. Um, very, a bit of a dry game, that one. But um, what, what have we got for that? Uh, it was a big game um, for Mitro, you know, for him to prove himself early on in the season. Of course. Um, but for him to miss the penalty, um, for Jose Sider to save it, you know, it's a bit of a, bit of a, um, a degrading kind of thing for him. Yeah, well, he obviously got two, the two goals last week against Liverpool, which... He's kind of he's kind of set the bar for him now. Personally, yeah. I think um every, everyone was expecting to... him to get fit minimum fifteen goals in the league because obviously he's the goal getter for that side, yeah. breaking the championship goal record last season. Um, 
yeah, obviously great save from Jose Sala. Don't take anything away from him. But yeah. the penalty, it wasn't very good, was yeah. it? It was, it was, it was, it was struck into that bottom corner, but Not did, a lot it, of power it didn't hit that bottom corner, did it? It hit mm. kind of that that in between space between the center of the goal and the bottom corner. Yeah. Um, Southampton leads is the next game, and um, Jesse Marsh picks up one point, so he's got four points from a possible six, which yeah. I think. Is actually a good result for him. For Leeds, yeah, it's good compared to how they finished last season yeah. near the bottom. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, um, definitely uh, um, he's a, a developing manager. And um, I think the acquisitions he's made to the squad and a few Americans, funnily enough, um, the likes of Tyler Adams and Brendan Aronson. Yeah. Um, but they could be in a bit of strife soon. Um, Patrick Bamford picked up an injury. I don't know what it was exactly, yeah. but he left the field and... Um, they might have to play um, Sam Greenwood up front potentially, or even Rodrigo, yeah. who's who's currently the top top goal scorer in the Premier League at, yeah. at, at the time of recording. Um, Starting at three with two games in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, might have to might have to throw him in my fantasy team. Um, <laughs> he's only he's sitting at that six million range, which is pretty good. But um, yeah, um, Southampton obviously got those two goals back, and um, they lost that two they lost that two nil lead leads. Yeah. I was um, I was really. I saw I saw the score and I was really um stunned actually. Yeah. Um yeah, um obviously we've touched upon the embarrassment of United Brentford. I don't even want to go into oh, that anymore. 35 minutes in, mate. 35 <laughs> minutes in. I it's honestly laughable. You, you if you don't laugh, you'll cry. That's yeah. that's what I say as a United yeah, fan. Yeah. Um it's always De Gea fans as well. People who are like oh De Gea is the best in the world. No, like and I don't half, know. I reckon I, half those goals, maybe even three out of the four, were because of him directly. I think I I, I thought the first two were because of De Gea. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, let's not get into that anymore. We've already we've already touched upon that. At the time of recording, there's still one more game to play. Mm. Um, Palace and Liverpool. Yeah. How do you see that one going? Oh, I see it as an easy one for Liverpool. They might be a bit rusty as of you know last week's last week's draw, um, but they'll be coming out of the, the grounds booming. You know. Um, yeah, they have a very good history against Palace. Yeah. You know, um, I remember a couple of seasons ago, we actually watched it together. Um, I think it was like 7-0. Like, yeah. <laughs> comfortable. Um, I think Salah might just start padding up his tally for the season. Yeah. Um, obviously, he only got the one goal last week against um, against Fulham. But, um, Do you reckon yeah. they'll start Nunes? Or? I think so. Um, he, he definitely made an impact last week when he came on the pitch. Yeah. Um, I didn't manage to catch the whole game last week, but um, from what I did see of it, and I obviously went back and watched the replay of it, and um, he looked good, obviously registering one goal, one assist. Yeah. Um, to me, when I first saw him, he's not a Klopp. He's not your typical Klopp yeah. player, but um, he seems to be fitting in well, and obviously if they're willing to pay and fork out like 80 million pounds for him. I think that's what the fee was. Yeah. Clearly Klopp sees something in him and allegedly they've been looking at him for some time now. Um, yeah, there was, um, oh, there's a, there was a lot to make of this game week, obviously United sitting in last, but um, back to the Liverpool game. Um, what do you, what do you reckon the score prediction? I reckon it'll be a um, early goal from Crystal Palace, but then Liverpool come out after hit like four goals, maybe five. I reckon. I, I, I swear this is not scripted, but I honestly thought the same thing. I reckon 4-1. I reckon that maybe Jordan Ayew or Zaha or someone someone's going to magic... He's going to pull a rabbit out of the hat. He's going to make something happen and yeah. Liverpool are just not going to take it and they're just going to respond and yeah. blow them off the park as usual. Um, one underrated thing I reckon for Liverpool is I actually think that they, they miss Mane a lot. Like yeah. no one really... 
obviously everyone talks about Salah. Diaz. Diaz, um, who I personally, I reckon he's, he's so good. But um, yeah. Mane, they they really missed that last week. You could, yeah. you could tell. No one really sees it, but I don't know. Just he, he adds so much to that side, doesn't he? Yeah. Heaps, heaps. Yeah. Um, Bayern definitely got a good deal for him there. <laughs> um, another thing is, obviously, with the signing of Nunes, you'd, you'd think that the typical Liverpool front three would be Salah, Diaz and Nunes, right? Yeah. Where does Jota and Firmino fit into the picture? Exactly, you reckon? Yeah, they'd be like the sixty-five minute subs, stuff like that. You think so? You do? You th- do you think? Do you think any of them um, should seek to leave the club, or do you think they're at such a good club right now they should just stay and play f- and try and play and train, try and gain Klopp's trust for those minutes? I reckon it'll be another one of those Manchester City um, issues where with Sterling wasn't getting game time, became unhappy, and wanted to leave. Um, Who's this for, Jota or Firmino? You reckon? Or both? I, reckon, I reckon Firmino. He's pretty loyal to the club, but I reckon Jota because he's still so young. I agree. Yeah. Um, with the depth that Liverpool's building, that he he won't get as many minutes, yeah. and then he won't. Obviously, stay. yeah. Obviously, they've got the likes of um, Harvey Elliott as well. They um, signed um, Carvalho from Fulham. Yeah. Who in preseason looked pretty good, to be honest. Um, yeah, there's um, a lot to make of Liverpool at the moment. Um, Thiago last week he picked up an injury. Yeah. Six weeks. Everyone's saying that Liverpool should go back into the market for a midfielder. Do you reckon they should go panic buy, or do you reckon they sit and not they, be not be not um, panic, or should they you know blood some youth? What do you think? I reckon they should just stick with the depth they have, and use the players like Milner and their workhorses like um, Henderson and that. Yeah. So, what would your ideal midfield be? Because I've obviously got. I think Henderson's obviously their captain. He's nailed on. Fabinho yeah. in the six is probably one of the best holding midfielders in the world. But they've obviously got Oxlade-Chamberlain. They've got Milner. They've got Naby Keita. Yeah. Um, I, would, who, I personally wouldn't pick Naby Keita. He, I, I don't... He's a bit on and off. Uh, don't even get me started on Naby Keita. My, some of my Liverpool mates reckon he's all that. I, I personally don't see it, to be honest. Like, they signed him for like 50-odd million, 60 million from Leipzig. And yeah. he was got so many injuries in his first couple of years... Yeah. And he's just a fringe player now. Like he's just he's just depth. Yeah. To me, at that time when Liverpool could have spent that money elsewhere, I don't know. Just to me, that he isn't that guy. He's not that guy that he was thought to be. That that kind of almost like a. To me, he's more of like a. Uh, he's not. He's not a workhorse in my opinion. He's more of a, a silky player, more Thiago esque for Liverpool. Mm. Anyways, another popular topic amongst Premier League fans this week is FPL and the performances of players. Oh, gotta love, gotta love me FPL. Yeah, um, we've got a comp going with our mates, and um, I know I'm doing all right at the moment. How's how's your team looking? Oh mate, it's it's down the dunny, mate. It's um, I captain Sun this week. Uh, he oh. and he played abysmal. Like he got me four points as a captain. So two points, four with the captain. Yeah, yeah not very good. Yeah. And I've had people like Chilwell on my team who didn't play. And their only replacements were players like Dyer who got one point. Oh, well, that, that's <laughs> absolutely fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. Um, any no- any actual notable performances from players you have this week? Um, James Madison and Martinelli in my team, they they both played well. How much? How many points did they pick up each? Madison got seven for his minutes played as well as um, for the goal he scored. Yep. And Martinelli, he got he got himself a nice little eight points as well. That, that's pretty good. Yeah. Well, I've actually moved Martinelli in this into my team this week. He's two from two. Obviously, he's hidden hidden some form. I think he's solidified that left side of the um, Arsenal's attack 
for the near future. Um, yeah. Whereas my team, I picked up fifty three points so far this week. I still got, I've still got three players left. Some big boys. I got Trent, yeah. Salah, and Diaz still to play. Yeah. And I've got fifty three, whereas most FPL players are averaging fifty at the time of recording. Um, Harlan picked me up ten on a captain, so five points, Ooh. which is okay. Jesus. I had Jesus, and he picked me up 19 points. Should have captained him, mate. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I know a few people that did, and my word am I jealous of them. Um, the likes of Kinsella got 11 for me, which is a good, very, very good return. Mm. And then, unfortunately, I had the likes of Marcus Rashford in my team, who <laughs> we, all know, we all know how that went. Um, and Reese James, who obviously scored the, scored the, um, the second goal for Chelsea last night. Yeah. Um, Edward Mendy and Net got one. Leon Bailey got one. Pedro Neto got three. Nico Williams was on my bench. He got seven. Yeah, man. I should should have had him. Should have had him. Take, take, Rashford, bro. take take out take out Rashford, man. Honestly, <laughs> I've moved I've moved both my United players off this week. I had um Delo and Rashford, and I've I had two free moves. I've saved my one from last week, and I moved them both off. Um, so I moved in Martinelli. And in the defense, I fr- managed to free up some space and I um, brought in Christian Romero from Tottenham. Yeah, that's a good move. Yeah. Um, what moves have you made this week? I made a few. I got, I think I got Foden in, um, into my team as well as Archer from Crystal Palace. He's been getting some good points lately. Archer from Palace. Yeah. Um, uh, Cameron Archer, he's a, uh, he's a very cheap player. He didn't get many points last match week. Is that is that Villa or Palace? I think it's Villa, not Palace. Yeah, yeah. Villa. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Um, he's only worth four point five mil. Yeah, good budget player. And, um, yeah, he just fills the spot on the bench, but he gets points. Yeah, that's no, good. No, that's good in case obviously you have injuries or players yeah. that miss out through game time. Um, I've got Sam Greenwood on my bench, who's obviously a budget striker from Leeds. But I, with the Bamford injury, I think he might actually get some minutes, which yeah. which is good for me. Lucky for your FPL. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, and unfortunately, obviously, I mo- I took a four pointer hit this week, and I brought in um, Josh De Silva from Brentford, which is um, yeah, um, for obvious reasons, I brought him in. He's got two goals in two weeks for for the bees, and um, he's only sitting at four point five. I managed to pick him up before he got his price changed to four point six. Mm. So um, I'm pretty happy about that. And um, where are you sitting in the comp at the moment in terms of everyone else? Right in the middle of the pack. I'm sitting at fourth. Right in the, the middle uh, of the pack. Out of six players. But um, I'll make my way up. I usually do. Like at the start of the season, I always start off really bad. Yeah, well... Um, but uh, according to last season, I'm the champ. So yeah, you are. You did win last season. Got to hold that title. Except there was no money on it last season. Yeah. So yeah, all to play for. There's, well, there's six of us this season. And um, two game weeks in and um, I'm currently on top. Only just. Yeah, only just. Well, I got the one point, but Baden Baden did use his um triple captain. Yeah, which is um, it's a bold move, definitely for the game week one. Mm. Um, now I wanted to tell, I wanted to ask you um some takes on the season, um just a few just a few questions. Um, who do you think, in your opinion, will be the top goal scorer in the Premier League this season? I'm starting to think Mitrovic because he's like the target man. Really, for Fulham. Mitrovic. Yeah, like. But I'm starting to get a bit iffy about it because his finishing hasn't been the best, especially um l- um last match week, um, but like you know like everyone everyone's gonna be like Haaland, twenty plus goals. I think it has goals. to be. It yeah. might be. It has to be. Mm. The fact that Man City consistently have won the league without a recognised striker, obviously yeah. since Aguero left the club, um, I think the fact that they've officially brought in a number nine that yeah we all know is clinical. 
one, yeah. probably the, one of the best young talents in the world. And mm. I think that he's going to get so many games. If he, if he can stay injury-free, obviously, he has yeah. had some concerns with that in the past. Yeah. But I think he will bag 20-plus goals for City this season. Yeah. Um, obviously, the likes of Salah and Kane and Son will be up there. Obviously, Kane picked up his first goal for Spurs last night. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they'll be all in and around it. Mm. Um, I'd love I'd love to think someone like Ronaldo, but pff, honestly, the likes of me, United, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, into into the other into the other questions I wanted to ask you, your likes of the Player of the Year and the Young Player of the Year. We'll start with the Young Player of the Year. Um, coming into the season, I thought Jaden Sancho personally, but but we all know how that's going. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's only two game weeks in. Like we know from history, the likes of Arsenal last season. Mm. They had that embarrassing defeat to newly promoted Brentford, yeah. and then they all, um they got slapped up by Man City five 0 in the second game week, and they managed to finish fifth. So obviously there's there's still room for United to turn it around. I just don't have a lot of faith in that. Hence why, if I were to make a decision now, it wouldn't be Jaden Sancho. Who mm. do you think would win it? Oh, I'm speaking from bias, but I reckon Conor Gallagher. If he gets given the minutes, he'll he'll shine. Honestly, I think that's a bit of a hot take, but if he does get minutes, I could actually see that. It's just I don't th- I I think there's a lot more impactful players in that Chelsea side, but obviously he, there's definitely room and there's definitely I think Tuchel likes him and I think he definitely has that potential to get into the starting side. Yeah. Obviously they they've got a lot of midfield depth Chelsea. Obviously they started Ruben Loftus Cheek at right wing back last night, which yeah, very, I, I very very different. I thought that was, I thought it was interesting. Um, obviously they got the likes of Aspilicueta and Reese James there, and they wanted to play Reese James at centre back, mm. which is a completely other topic with Chelsea's centre back woes yeah but um yeah um they've got a lot of midfield depth obviously the likes of Kovacic and Kante and Jorginho mm. Ross Barkley yeah I love <laughs> Ross Barkley but yeah I reckon with I reckon with Kante if he because he came off near the end of that game against Spurs hammy with a yeah hamstring injury so depending on if he's how long he's out for that um we might be able to see Conor Gallagher you know, shine a bit more in the midfield there. Yeah, I reckon Jorginho will have to drop a bit deeper. And yeah. We, you play, you'll see Gallagher get forward a bit more. Mm. Um, do you reckon he might get a call-up for England? I don't know. I don't think he'd get close to it. Not for, not in time for the World Cup? No. Interesting. I think I think Southgate likes him. It's just a matter of, obviously, James Madison hasn't had an England call-up in a bit, but he's... He's he's still firing. He's yeah. he's definitely trying to knock on that door to get into the twenty two yeah. men squad. He's carrying Leicester on his shoulders. Oh, <laughs> mate, well and truly, um, he's definitely a shining light in that Leicester team. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about your player of the year? I have to go with the staple, Mo Salah. Yeah, I, I don't think you can put it past him. Yeah. It's just a matter of I, I reckon if. Obviously, traditionally, the, the goals are pretty spread between the Liverpool front three, but I, I, I would imagine if Nunes continues his form, he might pick, he might steal some of Salah's goals, but obviously yeah. there's goals that Mane left behind that Nunes could easily pick up. But I think that depending on how Nunes goes this season and how he gels in that team, whether Salah's still that focal point in, a, in the box opposed to Nunes, we'll see. But um, Salah will definitely be in and around there. Yeah. Personally, I reckon... I reckon Harry Kane's going to have a big year. I think he's going to have a big year. I, I think That's every Tottenham fan every year. <laughs> no, nah, but I, I genuinely think so. Um, I think coming into the World Cup, he's going yeah. to come in hot. Um, depending on, obviously, they, all of this could change during the World Cup. Someone could pick up an ACL injury or, yeah. a, or a, a really big blow during the World Cup and obviously it'll ruin their cam- Premier League campaign. But um, 
yeah, I reckon um, under Conte, we know how strikers perform under Conte, the likes of Diego Costa when he was at Chelsea, obviously Romelu Lukaku when he was at Inter, mm. and, are now, and now Kane with Spurs, and we obviously know how how much how threatening Kane is, and he's dynamite, yeah. especially with the likes of Sonic. As soon as he gets the ball in that 18, he's not missing. Yeah, literally, he's just, he, he's a poacher yeah. through and through. Now, I wanted to get into the final segment of today. I've, I've prepared 10 general knowledge questions about oh, football for Josh. Um, he's, he's been he's been dreading this. I've, I've put him, I, I told him last night that I'll be putting him on the spot today. He doesn't know any of these questions My in advance. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put a time limit on it. I would usually, yeah. But I'll I'll give I'll give you that leeway. Um, okay, so I've got ten questions here for you. All right. I've I've said to him I think he should get four or five. If if how well I know he knows his ball. Yeah. I reckon he should get four or five. All right. The question number one is, who scored the first Premier League goal of this year's campaign? Oh, I watched it. I watched it. Oh, my God. Who played first? Come on, mate. Give us a hint who played first, and I'll probably get it. Oh, that's, that's, half, that's, that's half of it. Just think back. Who, who played the first game of the season? You don't know. I can't, right, like my memory. All right, all right, all right. I'll tell you. It was, it was Arsenal versus Palace. I'm pretty sure that was the first game. Come on. Throw a guess at me. I swear. It wasn't... It wasn't Martinelli, was it? What's your guess? Martinelli. Was Correct. It was oh. Mar- it was Gabriel Martinelli. So I'm I'm running in my head. Martinelli doing the sliding thing. Yeah, yeah. It was Gab- It was yeah. Gabriel Martinelli. Yeah. yeah. Um, number two, um, what was Cristiano Ronaldo's first number that on the back of his jersey when he moved to Real Madrid? Bro, what? No, Is no. It, 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 obviously, there's a, there's an obvious number in mind, but yeah. it's whether it was that number or not. You know, I'm just gonna stick in my gun and say it was seven. Nah, it was nine. Nine. Yeah, number nine. Damn. Because I think I think Raul had seven mm. when he got there. Um, okay, what club won their first UEFA Cup or slash Continental Trophy last season in their history? Frankfurt. Eintracht Frankfurt. Nah. Wait, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> nah, you're wrong. Oh, yeah. Go, go. Tell, tell me what tell me what you think it was. Just think of who won the competitions. Obviously, you got Champions League, Europa League, and Conference League. Who do you think it was? Oh, um, it was in the Conference League. Who was it? It was, it was Roma. Wasn't yeah, it, it was Roma. Roma. Yeah. Um, okay. Prior to Romelu Lukaku, who was Chelsea's most? Who was Chelsea's record signing in terms of money? How much? Who was the most expensive signing for Chelsea prior to Romelu Lukaku? Was it Kepa? It was Kepa. Five. At the time of recording, it's currently the fifteenth of August. So if you're watching this ahead of time, don't flame me. Um, true or false? Frank Lampard has more Premier League goals than Jamie Vardy or Diogo Jota. True. It is true. Six, what European club competition, oh no, what European club is associated with the term Galacticos? Come on, this is an easy one. Real Madrid? Yeah, Real Madrid. Um, prior, and number seven, prior to famously wearing red on their home strip, what were the two primary colours of Manchester United? This is an easy one. Black and white? Oh my God. Wait, wait, wait. Or their two other primary colours? No, what are, no, before they famously wore red on their home kit, what were their two colours? We've been talking about this on the pod and we've been talking about this last night. Bro, I'm thick in the head. Green and gold, green and yellow. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
Um, I thought it was the Glazers having a go at the fans. No, no, no. <laughs> they used no, that was the, that, that used to be their colours, their home kit. Oh. Um, before Jack Grealish, what former Premier League player holds the record for the most expensive transfer fee for a British player? Harry Maguire. Gareth Bale. Oh. Yep. What team famously got relegated from the Premier League and won the FA Cup in the 2012-13 season? QPR. Nah, Wigan. Oh. Um, what current member of the Chelsea squad has the most Champions Leagues? Come on. Kovacic. Yes. Okay. Good I one. Like, I was like, this is a trick question. It's someone hiding in no, the No, no, no. I, I don't know how many you got there. I think you got... Well, you got those two wrong. That one wrong. You got... Six. I'm happy with that. Yeah, six. That's, okay. that's, 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 that's a pass, mate. That's gen- a pass. Genuinely, that's not, that's not a bad effort. I, I said four or five and you got six. You hit me with those Man United questions and I was like, what? There's only one. What? You count Ronaldo as a man? Ronaldo law, bro. Oh, mate. <laughs> Everyone knows it was R. Uh, it was R. Uh, everyone was like R uh, nine again, and then he got the seven he wanted. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. I think that's where we're going to leave it today. So thank you for tuning in to the Josh Talks Ball podcast. Yeah. Um, I've been your host Josh, and thank you Josh for coming on and um, Thanks, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, joining me for the game week two wrap of the Premier League.